0: This is Tania, and you're listening to Nia on Purpose. I started this podcast to create a space where I can speak with intention and walk in my purpose. I hope that listeners resonate with something I say and are encouraged to also live purposefully. to another episode of Nia on Purpose. This is your host Tania and I'm super excited to be back today cuz I know it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. I've had a few people reach out to me and they're like, "Tania, are you are you are you still doing the podcast? What's going on?" And I've had a few people reaching out wanting to collab and and talk about topics that are near and dear to their hearts and I needed a break (laughs) I wanted to be in a better headspace I wanted to feel grounded and it never felt right to just get back on my podcast without any direction this podcast is called Nia on purpose with emphasis on the purpose part and so everything that I say on here is 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 met with intention. I'm standing on business every time every time I get on this podcast. And so when I, I didn't feel that way and so I didn't I didn't speak. I didn't talk. As I kinda navigate coming back and and what that means and and what the future of this podcast looks like. I kinda wanted to start fresh and just talk about everything that's been going on lately, where my head's at. You know what I? Some future topics I want to talk about, things like that. I know there were some topics that I I I mentioned that I might talk about on the last season. And when I get on my podcast, when I when I speak, it has to be something that's super heavy on my heart to talk about. And if it's nothing heavy on my heart, then I'm not going to say anything. And that's kind of how I've just been, like I said, navigating this whole podcast. Nothing felt right to talk about during this time. And so Thanksgiving has passed. Christmas has passed. The New Year's has passed. I've been at my job for four years. Lord have mercy, four years. God bless America. Four months now. (laughs) I've been at my job for four months now. I've been, you know, living alone here in Nashville for a while now. I've been doing some extracurricular research on things that are just near and dear to my heart I've had a lot of time since I live alone to just think and be by myself and reflect on my life and and how I got here how I ended up here and the goals I want for myself and some things that I think have kind of just been stirred up with my past with the loss of my sister And so I'm really just wanting to talk about, like, all those things on this episode. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know how short it's going to be. I'm going to just talk and say what comes to my mind, what's on my heart, until I am either out of breath or I have (laughs) nothing else to say. With that being said, I think I want to start off by kind of just talking about where I'm at in life right now. I've been living here in Nashville in my own apartment (laughs) By myself for almost two years now a year and a half actually around a year and a half when i lived in memphis i feel like i was always a super like big extrovert i was always hanging out with friends i was always on the go i was always doing something mainly because those were my people i was surrounded by people i loved 24 7 and Now that I'm here, it's like I have to meet people and I just started my new job. And I think me being someone that's been so extroverted and it's been so easy to be an outgoing, bubbly personality have kind of I've kind of withdrawn myself and isolated a little bit just because I I know no one here. And as an adult, which, by the way, no one tells you this. As an adult, it's really hard to make friends. And as someone that struggles with anxiety, it can be really hard to, to go out and meet people and spark up a conversation with complete strangers. That's just something I've never really noticed was something difficult for me to do. I think living alone has made me super comfortable with being alone. I feel safe. By myself, I feel like when other people are are in the mix, I'm I'm almost threatened to an extent. I don't know how else to say that, but it it can be scary. One thing I've been doing in this time that I have not been recording is working on going out more. Yes, I'm aware of my surroundings. I'm alert. I'm not, you know, frolicking around with headphones on not paying attention to my surroundings and going to dangerous places. But I have been getting out more and and the one thing that I've found myself doing that I really enjoy doing and I, I really love meeting new people in this way is going to concerts. I have yet to go to like a super a super big venue by myself. That may be in my near future. I don't know quite yet what's gonna happen. But I've been to a few concerts by myself and Depending on the type of concert, the type of artist you're going to go see, that specific genre of music or that specific artist may draw in a crowd that reflects your values, your beliefs, your ideas. And it's almost like a bonding experience when you're singing songs that you love and someone else is singing the same song because they love it too. And it's been a really beautiful thing to kind of see and explore on my own. I never, ever, ever, ever thought that that would be something that I would do on my own. But here I am, learning how to navigate life completely alone. In a way, again, it's scary, but also it's it's kind of exciting. With that being said, I'll also say, kind of going back to the point earlier where I was when I was saying that um, I I was I always thought I was an extrovert. I'm noticing now that, I don't know, maybe I'm not so much of an extrovert as I thought. I think I'm comfortable in spaces that I thrive, but very uncomfortable in spaces that I'm unfamiliar in, I guess. And so in large crowds, I'm very nervous, actually. And I know that's so weird because I just said I go to concerts, but I don't I don't I haven't I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it is that that triggers my anxiety But I remember I was on campus, I was uh, um, at my job, and it was like people going in every single direction, talking in large groups, and it was graduation. And I remember me and my boss were like walking to our cars together, trying to get past graduation, trying to get through it. We worked late that day and ran into the graduation crowd. And I remember being so nervous, and I was like, my boss is super tall, so I was like, as long as I see his head, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going in the right direction. And so I ended up passing him because I felt like he wasn't able to weave through the crowd the way I can weave through the crowd because, you know, I'm a little. But it was just so nerve-wracking. I was like, where's he at? I don't see him. And I was I was panicking a little bit. I think I mentioned on another episode, but anybody that knows me knows that I have panic attacks, the whole hyperventilating, crying, freaking out thing happens. And I, i for a quick moment, I was like, please don't let it happen right now. I need to get to my car safe and sound. But yeah, I've, I've noticed that I have more anxiety than I thought. I, I mean, I've always known I've had anxiety, but I think its it's just coming back around and 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 like staring me in the eyes right now whereas it was a it was a thought in the back of my mind. And another thing that I've noticed is that whenever I go back home, <laughs> and sorry, but by home I, I meant Memphis. Whenever I go back to Memphis, I realize that I really only feel good if I stay for a couple of days. If I stay longer than that, I'm like Drained. My social battery is dead because every day I'm like trying to meet up with friends, trying to hang out, trying to see everybody that I possibly can in the few days that I'm there. Since, you know, I live three and a half hours away and can't see them as frequently as I like to. But by day three or four, I'm completely drained. Like I feel dead and I don't want to talk to anybody anymore. I want to lock myself in a room by myself and be alone. That never used to be a thing when I lived in Memphis, so I'm kind of just seeing new sides to myself. Since I missed all of the holidays on my podcast, I will say that I really enjoyed this holiday season. I won't say that I've always enjoyed the holiday season, especially since my sister's passed. It's always been kind of a tough thing for, for my family and me, and... Sometimes it's tense, sometimes there's lots of arguing, just because like no one is really happy, but everybody wants it to be a happy thing, but it's it's just really hard, like hey, you gotta be happy it's it can be like an aggressive thing, and it wasn't that at all this year, and I was able to get everyone Christmas gifts, and it was just super nice. I kind of felt like <laughs> like a parent giving. Their kids gifts Um, when I was giving my family gifts, I remember specifically I asked both my parents what they wanted for Christmas. My mom said she didn't know. I already knew what I was going to get both of them before I asked them this question. But. I asked anyways, just to, to, you know, play play with the thought of it, that they might have something in mind that they wanted. My dad, again, never, never says he wants anything. He's like, I don't know. But this year he said, I want the Beats Solo 3 or Solo, whatever they're called. And my mouth dropped because, like I said, I'd already bought him his gift. But because his gift was not as expensive as my mom's, I decided to go ahead and get him the second gift, which was the gift that he had actually verbally said that he wanted. And when he opened up his first gift on Christmas, it was funny just to see him like, I bought him a drone, and so it was funny just to see him playing with it. I got so many videos, and it kind of seemed like I just, like, hit that childhood nerve in my dad, and it was just— you could just see the joy, and it was it was a really sweet moment. And he played with his drone for a while, and, and he didn't open up his second gift, and I was like, okay, is he going to open it up? Like, I want to see his face, like— And he opened it up, and he started, you know, like, unwrapping the paper. And I got Carisha Please paper, by the way. (laughs) If you know, you know. But um, he was opening it up, and he looked back at me like, I know you didn't give me this. (laughs) And it was just like, you know, when a kid on Christmas, I think about a Christmas story, and the little boy was like, he wanted like this this rifle for Christmas and he didn't think his parents were going to get it for him but they did and he looks back and he's like oh my gosh y'all got this for me for real and I really feel like that's how my dad was like on Christmas day and it was just super sweet and of course there were like a few moments you know where things were tense or whatever on Christmas but but overall I was really happy to see that my mom my dad my brother my grandparents were just really happy to to see me and and we're willing and open to receiving gifts from me and all of those things. So here we are now, holidays are over. I've been in my role at Belmont for a little over four months now. And I'm, I'm learning that this role is much different than my last role in many ways, but one is the emotional aspect. I never really expected. I mean, I knew I knew what I was signing up for. But I guess it still came to me as a shock. It still hit me in the gut. It still hurts every time I hear a student struggling with some whatever personal battle that they're they're dealing with. And I went to this like workshop where they kind of introduced us to compassion fatigue. And compassion fatigue is where you essentially are taking on or listening to everyone else's emotional baggage, emotional trauma so frequently that it's having an effect on your day-to-day life. And by that, I mean, essentially, it almost feels like I'm taking home the emotional baggage of my students sometimes. When we have emotional baggage of our own, personal trauma of our own, triggers of our own, it can be hard to function as a professional staff. And so that's what compassion fatigue is, from my understanding. So I'm really just learning how to still navigate my role, learning when to take a step back, learning when to speak up, and learning how to be the best version of myself so that I can support my students in the best way possible. Speaking of learning how to be the best version of myself, I also, during this time away from my podcast, decided to get back in therapy. And I haven't been going for very long, so I don't have much to say on it quite yet. But this is the first time I've been excited about therapy. And I think it, I hate to say it in this way, but I think it's Truly, because not only am I doing this for myself, but I'm also doing this so that I can be better for someone else. And I don't think I've ever thought about it in that way. I personally think <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine. I'm okay. I I personally don't think I'm in a state of mind where it's like, oh girl, you need to go to therapy, you need to heal. But I think I've preached about it <laughs> a little bit on this podcast. But I think therapy is good for everyone we probably all need to heal from something that we didn't even know we needed to heal from. And so I'm kind of just taking my own advice. I think on another episode, I said something about therapy is kind of like taking your your daily supplements or daily vitamins. And so I'm just taking my daily supplements and (laughs) going to therapy and learning some new practices, not only to help myself, but potentially help someone else down the line. I will, I'm sure that I'll probably be talking more about that on the podcast as I learn more about myself and some of my experiences. I know in my first session, my therapist was asking a lot of questions about my childhood, about my life experiences that have changed me at the core. And so I'm sure that as we dive deeper into those, I'll probably have more insight and want to say more on the podcast about it and about all of my life experiences. So I do look forward to that. Two things that have come to the forefront of my mind though since I've I've since I've been alone are one, I suck at relationship maintenance. And two, no one truly prepares you for your are 20-somethings. I mean, honestly, no one prepares you for any of this. I realized the other day that, like, this is the first time my parents are experiencing being in their 50s. Just like this is the first time I'm experiencing being in my 20s. But it's just really interesting to realize that, like, we're all going through this, and we don't really get much of a, a game plan. Like, no one ever tells you, like no one teaches you about four hundred one k's, four hundred three b's, IRAs, stocks, uh, all these things. No one, no one benefits, insurance. Uh, no one ever beneficiaries. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all these things. But seriously, like no one tells you, no one prepares you for these things. Like we're we learned how to write checks in like middle school, and why were they teaching us that? Why didn't we get anything like that in high school? Why didn't we get anything like that in college? I think it's just a lot of things you go in, you go through in your 20s that you don't learn until you're going through it. <laughs> and I think in a song, it says, God bless those 20-somethings. And really, I think that that is a testimony in itself <laughs> because we are just... we are just faking it till we make it out here. Again, I'm sure (laughs) I'll go more into detail about some of those things that we we fake it on and in future episodes. Don't want to give away all the deets, all the goods in the first episode back. But again, the other thing that I said I suck at is um, relationship maintenance. And I think that kind of goes back to me living alone and minding my business and staying out the way. But I suck at communication. I suck at expressing my true feelings to someone. I suck at being truly honest about my feelings <laughs> with, with anyone. And I second guess myself a lot. There's been many, many times where I've met people, I've made friends here, and for God's sake, one of them is my freaking neighbor. But I just, like, often don't have the guts to just say, hey, you want to hang out? Or, hey, I want to spend time with you. I just really suck at things like that. And (laughs) I'll probably talk more in detail about that later on. But I will go ahead and give you an example now. So random, random day, I was at Walmart getting some, you know, things I needed for the house, things I needed for my place. And I saw this girl in there and I thought she looked super familiar. But I'm not just going to walk up to a stranger and be like, hey, you look familiar. I'm in a whole different city. I don't know many people. So I'm chopping it up to she has a familiar face. I get my things, check out, leave Walmart, get back to my apartment. I see that same girl pulling into my apartment at the same time. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. Maybe that's why I recognize her. We live in the same complex. But I will say I'd never, this is around this time I'd been living here for a year. And I'd never seen her before. So I'm assuming she had maybe just moved in. Two weeks passed by. My brother had come up here to go to a concert. And... I actually ran into the girl who, again, I recently found out was my neighbor. I ran into her. She was actually in the same building that I live in. And so I just, I was like, why not? Why not talk to her? And so I said, hey, you look familiar. And I was like, did you go to the University of Memphis? And she said, yeah, I did. And she said, did we model together? And I'm thinking, girl, no, I don't model. (laughs) I don't model, but I said, Mm-mm, um, did you take a class? Did we take a class together? And we ended up realizing that we did take um a class called African-American rhetoric together. And we also found out that we're both from like the rural West Tennessee area, like on the other side of, of Memphis. So um, it was just kind of like crazy. Like how in the world did, we both were both from rural west tennessee we both went to the university of memphis we both moved to nashville kind of on a whim and we both ended up in the same complex in the same building so we exchanged numbers said we were gonna hang out and long story short we still have not but part of it part of the reason is like we're just busy adults and it's really hard to link sometimes but also like i think I personally just, like, get anxious when I want to, like, meet someone or hang out with someone. And I I don't, again, communication, I don't know how to say, hey, I really want to hang out with you. Or, hey, I'm nervous, but I'm here. Or whatever the case may be. I got to work on my communication skills. I have got to. And who knows? Maybe I'll learn some cool techniques in therapy. I'm about to come to a close. But I did want to share um, a couple more things that I will probably touch on a little more in the future as I kind of, like, think more on it and explore more avenues. But one of the things that I, I have noticed over the time that I haven't been recording is that time continues to go by. And my sister doesn't. What I mean by that is I feel myself getting older. I feel myself changing. I feel myself losing connection with people that we loved. Losing the desire to be passionate about things that she was passionate about. And it almost feels like in the same sense that I'm also less attached to her in the same sense and to me that's scary that's something that I've been navigating and trying to figure out and and learning to cope with with that being said I'm also working on doing some research some twin studies and I think I briefly mentioned this before on another episode but I really 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 want to explore medical history of identical twins specifically female identical twins and the effects of losing an identical twin on the surviving twin which would be me and I found some really cool stuff it's so weird to say cool but some really interesting things that just kind of validate my research and my desire to do that and so I hope that some of my future episodes will go more into detail. I don't want to say too much yet because honestly, I haven't done enough research and I'm still in the works. I'm still looking through the literature and exploring journal articles and I don't want to speak too hasty. I love this platform and I love my podcast because I can speak freely on what I want to, but in the same sense, I also want to keep some things a little under wraps until they're more developed, but I will say I am super excited to talk about all of the, all of the things that I've briefly mentioned a little bit about today on this episode. I know I was all over the place today, and I can't wait for these these thoughts to be more drawn out on their own separate episode. I also want to throw out there real quick. A few people have mentioned that they would love to collab with me. I love that idea. And if that comes to fruition, I can't wait to see who I share a mic with, who I find great banter and conversation with. And I thank you guys for all being super patient and willing to listen to... (laughs) me just kind of think out my episodes because a few of the previous ones have been super just all over the place there's been no outline for a few of them and I just really appreciate people listening and coming in with an open mind and reaching out I know a lot of people have said they appreciate my transparency but I also appreciate y'all being being open and willing to to hear me and listen and criticize me give me feedback say what you like say what you want to hear more of this has been a wonderful episode of nia on purpose thank you so much for listening i'm super excited to get more consistent i'm gonna try to be more consistent this go around and i can't wait for you all to hear more again for listening to Nia on purpose my goal is always to reach a new individual and encourage the spread of love hope compassion and peace I hope I succeeded and I hope y'all come back for more be sure to support me in any way you see fit and tune in next time and remember it was always on purpose